because I was going to say, can you separate the art from the artist? But I wouldn't apply either of those words to bring that rise <laughs> 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 Hey, open welcome to the Temple of Blair, episode 25. That's the intro. I've done it. We got a <laughs> that, that's oh, that's all, that, all that time we were waiting for you to yep, find the number. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it's Shab and Raw. Right. Hello. I've um, hit two two milestones for the podcast today. Yeah. Uno, um, we've hit a number, a total of six hundred and sixty-six downloads. Fucking hell! Oh, nice. Yep, that number has not changed since this morning, which is good. <laughs> um, number two, I've started getting unsolicited requests to um, promote the podcast from. Um, Random shell companies from India. Nice, nice. What um, what form of a bikini model do they use to advertise it? Are they, like Russian bots on Insta. I think it's a bot. Um, let yeah. me see if I can find it. Um, Inside bogs. I must have got right. I must have just got. Oh yeah, there we go. YouTube Boost Agency. Hello there, capital T in there. I saw your U Dash Tube channel on LinkedIn. Which was amazing, but I'm sorry to say that there have a few subscribers, but if you want, it's all one sentence, by the way. <laughs> we can give you the best support as our oh. team provides you dash two promotion services dot if you have any questions or this is like where the full stop sort of appears. If you have any questions or learn how to grow you dash two subscribers or watch time, kindly let me know, comma. And then it's, yeah. Then Did you let him know? I didn't let him know. I don't think so. I don't think I'll go with this guy. No, are we, are we even on LinkedIn? So this is this is what no. I'm going to call bullshit on it because <laughs> I don't think we're even on LinkedIn. So uh, yeah, sorry, pal. It's like the um, it's like this lasso run me up from um, EE trying to like sell me a sell me a, like a new a tablet. That was it, sort of thing. And she's giving me the chat, and I'm going along with it, going, yeah, yeah, could do with the tablet. And then I was going, but I kind of kind of want a gaming PC. And she goes, oh no, you can play games on the tablet. And I thought you can't play Total War on a tablet. Well, you can <laughs> fuck right off, nah, nah, jump shit down. It. So it's like this: they're going good, and then they make one mistake, and you're like, nah, fuck off, man, don't want any of that. You fucking told them. I did. I just don't answer the phone, even if it's a friend. I'm not answering any calls. I can can uh, concur on that. Um, Jim, do you, want to, um, do you want to hear another milestone that I realised it, it is was around this time? Go on then. It is exactly one year since we've been to a gig. Ah, uh, motherfucker. <laughs> God, what a great night. <laughs> and what was, was that then? the first time you interviewed a band one, Mmm, that's correct. I'm going to see if it, we've got the date right, actually. Apple Halifax 2020. <laughs> Anvil Halifax 2020 first result is eBay antique 50 kilogram Anvil located <laughs> Halifax God of Halifax oh 14th of March so we're nearly ah, there nearly there ah, I remember it was my mate's birthday because I went on a steam train and got pissed and then went saw Anvil so. yeah it was good that and that was yeah, the first interview I did which has not seen the light of day <laughs> it's not even that maybe bad maybe it's time yeah maybe it is time Oddly enough, it does have a Roadrunner link, but it wasn't to do with Roadrunner at the time. <laughs> because Anvil was like one of the first metal bands to go on Roadrunner. So, yeah. But you're not, yeah, you're not too far off there. I actually completely forgot about that, well remembered. How could you forget about a magical night where we got my dad so drunk he had to uh, go out for a run to throw up so he was able to sleep properly? <laughs> I was trying to pull that um, evening together. I ended up doing the loadout. I know that much. I ended up doing the fucking loadout into Anvil's um, like gear trailer. <laughs> Journalist, rode it, inebriate. Yeah. Was yeah, there any fast crowd serving? No, it's not that kind of gig because everyone was like over 50, weren't they? Everyone was over 50. The ceiling was far, far too well, low to do. That would have been even funnier then, wouldn't it? Yeah. Break some hips in the, in the process. Yeah. When did we do that, Shab? Fast crowd when surfing. Yeah, we did that um, on that like final goodbye tour of Fun for a friend. You know, this sounds like it's not that like being shown on the dead. Or it's like you know, we do have a good time, don't you? Remember that time we stayed up all night playing Tekken Two? Yeah, when was that? <laughs> Five fucking years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was only about three years ago, I think. 
that was like the you know since then they've done about four final concerts. <laughs> yeah, they just keep coming back. Um, keep them down. I haven't looked at any news because what I start doing is just doing it as I'm doing the podcast because I'm so I'm so despondent against metal news that I just assume there's none of it. Uh, no, there's been there's been some interesting ones if you called Dave. So yeah. <laughs> See, this is what I mean, Shab. He, he tells us all to call him Raw to protect his identity. Then he just goes, yeah, well, fuck you. Well, you're, you're dead. Everything's great. I'm not editing out. I'm not fucking doing it. All the time. It's a good job before they got 666 downloads, isn't it? <laughs> there was an interesting piece of news, but it's not metal-related, but it is music-related. Well, we don't um, want that. Oh, sorry. Okay. Right, fuck it then. Anyone else got any news? Um, yeah, um, creator headlining Saturday at Bloodstock. Oh, yeah. I was fucking gutting. Not creator headlining, but Merciful Fate, not headlining. Yeah, but One you've got creator. Fan. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, all the American actors starting to fuck off now. Phil Anselmo has dropped out. Yeah. Life of Agony have fucked off. Yeah. So it'll be very Eurocentric. Britstock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, some Germans and a Swede or two. <laughs> and uh, Frederick Lekirk from Dragon Force now playing Korea. Oh, was that? Mm. He quit last year. I think it's him anyway. Yeah, that looks like him. Go on, Chad, what was the musical news? Which was yeah, what was news? the musical news? Go um, on, it was that the inventor of the cassette tape died today. Oh. Who was, uh, who was Dutch, by the way. They're all fucking so little, little callback to Roadrunner there. Yeah, does he know Cease? Case, sorry. Case. Uh, I call turns, him Cease as well. It sounds better than Case. Turns out it is Cease. Oh, he well then. He called himself Case for dumb Americans, apparently. Uh, I don't even know how they get that from the spelling. Uh, yeah, he was uh, inventor of the cassette tape. Sorry, I'm just slurping down some fucking protein shake while we're talking. So. Good man. Uh, uh, inventor of the cassette tape and a CD pioneer died age 94 today. That's from the beginning, so it wasn't today, it was Saturday actually, but it's the first time ah, it's been reported. Oh, never mind them, <laughs> it's only been reported today. So sorry, <laughs> it, it took them that long to stick a pencil in him and wind him back so they could identify him. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like that, is, that is sad because um, tapes are making a comeback out of this. Loads of like black metal bands who are putting stuff out on tape now. Like new releases. Is anyone buying them though? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. buying them. Yeah, there's still like Ooh, websites right. like devoted to them where it's got like a cassette section and it's like, yeah, out this week, this, only 100 copies and people fucking snap them off. But are they more expensive or what? Are, are they an appropriate price point for what they are? No, which is more I'm a Yorkshireness so hasn't allowed me to buy one. Well, this is the thing because I would have, like Dream Troll. Yeah. yeah. So they're doing. The people who are sorted, man. Yeah. So they're. they're <laughs> Doing their own thing. They've got good T-shirts. They've got a good sort of merch backup. But most bands figure out a way to print some vinyl. They'll do like 100 vinyl and sell them for 20 quid or whatever, and that'll sort you a lot. But they haven't bothered. They've gone straight to tape. So I was wondering, wondering, I wonder if it's just like a lower price point. So why would you even bother with a vinyl if you haven't got any money? Yeah. Yeah, My point being is, it's the first question of many I have about the cassette trading. (laughs) Yeah. culture that sort of re-emerged. I imagine it's something to do with the fact that no one's got rid of their old, their old like, hi-fis stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because still got his. Yeah, I mean, because they were remarkably portable for what they were. All Bricky's taking all the... And Plaster's taking the uh, the big black um, Yamaha uh, radios into jobs and shit. No one gets rid of them, is my point. So maybe that's just why it's emerged. Yeah. Um, maybe just, as a sign of respect, they should stop using him because that guy's died. <laughs> well, see, that's probably well, more disrespectful, if anything. But uh, I, I don't know why. I don't know. I don't see the tape really becoming a massive, uh, making a massive comeback. To be fair, I mean, I can see the appeal of vinyl, maybe like with the sleeves and everything being sort of big pieces of art. Oh, no, it's a massive. It's a massive thing. Is vinyl, man? Massive, especially with. Well, yeah, and I know. I mean, my brother's a big vinyl head you know he's got hundreds and uh he sells them on for loads you know you have the, the markup you can get when you sell them on i mean he gets them like imported from america for about 50 pounds and then sells them back to americans for about 150 pounds <laughs> so 
interesting. Yeah, they are the massive. Um, but in, in the sense that um, there is more money in the music industry now because of vinyl than there ever was. Mm. Like that's not a, that's not a, a that's not a, a speculation. Didn't uh, vinyl outsell CDs for the first time a couple of years ago? I, I, think I so, remember yeah. hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying. Uh, I'm I'm just on the first uh, merch website I could think of about um, that a new did tapes, trying to see if there's any uh, any dates on them, but. Um, there isn't a put like newest first, but I don't know if it's like new to the website or or what. So there's mm. there's you know there's a ambient shoegaze from Iran for six six euros ninety nine, limited to sixty six copies. That's pretty metal. <laughs> On this day, the day of our six hundred and sixty sixth download, we should buy one. Dave, you should just fucking buy it. <laughs> uh, have you ever heard of Iranian metal? I wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> However, the, f- the funny thing is about this, um, you can have the cassette in the plastic case for €6.99, or please send this cassette without the plastic case for a euro less. The spoilers with the deals. They are. I almost uh, joined a metal band in Iran. Um, <laughs> but uh, they're, about, they're about 10 years behind in terms of, like, tastes and sort of <laughs> progression. You know, like... You play like between the buried and me to them, and they're like, "Yeah, it's good, but uh, have you heard Enter Sandman?" And you're like, <laughs> you know, so, that sort of thing, like 15 years behind. And just like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just they're just starting the fucking metalcore sort of wave in uh, in Iran, if anything. So, <laughs> if you had to kill such engage <laughs> 20 years ago, literally completed them, mate. Completed them. <laughs> Uh, what was this guy's name? Lou Ottens was the cassette guy. Ah, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, he was he was head of product development at the Belgian Hasselt branch of Eindhoven Company Philips, and Eindhoven is like the center of everything metal. So fair news. Mm-hmm. Fair fucking news. Next news, lay it on me. Um, oh, is this me again? Is it? Unless oh well, yeah, go ahead. I, I personally don't have anything else. So. Um. Uh, goat horror recording new music. Excellent. Goat horror, fucking brilliant. Um, give me, give me the introduction to goat horror. I think we've even seen them, but I need a, I need a proper refresher. Um, the introduction to goat horror is I have seen goat horror twice. The first time I got punched in the kidneys so much I couldn't sit down properly for a week. Uh, the second time I got a filling knocked out and broke my finger, and I didn't realize I broke my finger till two weeks later. Ooh. So that is goat art. What's wrong it, with you and your fucking feelings, man? I don't know, mate. I think it was the one that you knocked out. I can't remember. A bit dodgy, that, isn't it? A bit dodgy, that feeling. Yeah, it's gone now, but whatever. Enough about my dental history. Uh, but yeah, goat art, they are. Uh, it's black metal, but it's. I'm, I'm, and I know we said this on the Cryptic Offerings thing. If you haven't listened to it, go check out the Cryptic Offerings one. Um, we're saying like bands putting Unroll afterwards because it's a bit. It's a bit. It's got that sort of like hard rock sound to it but goat horror black metal and roll I think unroll means there's no bass there is bass but it's like you, you listen to it but it's oh god what's the song called now um I, I love them but I can't remember any of the song names because I'm such a big fan it's yeah it's depressing but I'll find the song name and none of them do that I was watching this um, early death metal um, debate thing on Banger TV last night. Yeah. None of them mentioned song names. They just do albums. Everyone's cut. I think you get to an age where you just start moving into the macro on everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Unless it's an I made an album, in which case everyone knows everything. Yeah. Uh, how's the Architects album doing, by the way? Yeah. I don't know. I know it's, it's number one in the UK now. That's been the it, latest. It was number one in Australia, I believe. Um, I've seen they've been trying to promote it to try and get to number one in a few other countries, which well, they might just manage thinking, by looks of it. Is it the Heath Ledger effect, or is it like really good? Because I never listened to them because I think back in the day they were mathcore, and I was like, I can't be arsed with mathcore. This is a bit too much for me. Hmm. Um, I've never been into mathcore either, despite that you know bleeding into genres that I do listen to. Hmm. Um, it's a bit. It's a bit. You know, it's it's when you listen to mathcore, it's like a person who doesn't listen to metal listening to metal. It's like you just think this is noise. <laughs> this is that's so fucking true. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely bang on. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's what that's what the fall of Troy sounds like to me. It's like just fucking too much, too much delay and too much reverb trying to sound like two guitars. Just get a second guitarist. <laughs> 
So I think it's one of them with Mathcore as well. It's kind of like you, you've 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 got talent. Yeah, you can play that bass really really quick. I, I could see you know your way around an instrument. and You're just not doing anything good good with it. It's just what the fuck. Hmm. Yeah. The point being, um, Architects now like a number one album, and I can't. I've listened to it, so that's the first fucking. That's the trick to finding out if it's any good. It turns out, but without listening to it, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to ask if anyone like knows if it's like the Heath Ledger effect because the guitarist passed away of cancer a few years ago. Yeah, well, it was four years ago. I don't know if they've four. recorded another album since then, but um, I mean, my technique of finding out if it's any good or not is just reading the metalcore forums, and um, <laughs> their consensus is that they've done a. Like I said, they've done a between the buried no between the buried, uh, bring me the horizon where they've tried to like branch out into this weird new popular brand of heavy rock. Uh, I don't know if it's got like elements of electronica as well because obviously that's what bring me the horizon have done. Mm. Um, but that's that's what they're comparing them to a lot. Bring me the horizon, um, which I don't, it's weird. They're like bring me the horizon are like like just untouchable gods in, in sort of like the heavy music side of things now. I don't know why, like it just comes, comes across as so insincere now, the music they were making. I know like a lot of metalheads really hate like the first death core and sort of death metal, mm-hmm. but at least there was like something a bit more raw and like genuine to that. Uh, but and it's definitely like the jumping on bandwagons to get as much popularity and as much money as possible. That's definitely what it feels like. My and and sort of my analogy for that kind of <clears throat> transition is Enter Shikari when they did that. Um, and I know that we still got time. That one. <laughs> is that from the second album? I, th- I, be- I don't know if it's the second. I think it was a bit further on than the second album. Oh, okay. I never really listened to anything. That's the but first it, album. It's th- because because it's it was so different. And Shikari was like this weird sort of like electronic post hardcore kind of party-esque band very mm. sort of like it's like the fucking in-betweeners of metal in a weird way yeah um, well they, they they progressed in a really weird way didn't they I, start, I stopped listening once he started putting his accent into the music oh yeah you know, he, that's what the song was called but yeah sorry yeah I fucking hate that because that's that's the Lily Allen effect isn't it yeah the, the Lily, the the Lily yeah the Lily Allen it's, it's part with that and the Arctic Monkeys event I think yeah true all of the same era. But uh, Arctic Monkeys are also from Sheffield, and it, it's kind of weird because I, I kind of feel like what Arctic Monkeys do is is still kind of genuine, but, like, when it's Bring Me the Horizon, and I know they're a bunch of, like, six-form dropouts from Sheffield, I just feel like it's really pretentious and, like, nothing they do has really got any artistic merit. <laughs> you know Sorry if that's man. offensive. <laughs> we love the offensive I might make an effort right I'm gonna because I saw Bring Me the Horizon um, I think it was in Manchester I think it was in Manchester when they were doing the death call thing and I was like I'm, I'm not into this but I kind of like get it I under, it, I know what you mean like it felt a lot more sincere in their own sort of regard hmm. and I kind of just fell off I, did, I knew they were going a bit softer and a bit more mainstream but I don't know what it feels like to be on that journey. So I guess I'll make an effort and figure out what it's about because I know exactly what you're saying, but I feel kind of like an imposter for just jumping on your words and going, yeah, that's about right. <laughs> well, it's just so far detached from like their original sound. Now. It's, it's really quite strange. I mean, I, I guess you could call it a natural progression in a way. Basically, they, they got this guy who does like everything for them now to like cover for the sort of lack of talent that the rest of the band have basically he, he he produces it and like does all the electric side and like i guess he does some of the mixing as well he's and he's kind of like ollie sax's carer when when they're in lockdown <laughs> it, i mean that's what it, it kind of seems like when they're in lockdown and do a, a, a learning videos and ollie sax is just like yelling into a microphone about 10 times to try and get a take that you know where the auto-tune hits sort of thing and he's just like oh good, good take good take I, I just feel like he's 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 sort of the 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 driving force and they really hit like a gold mine when they, when they hired him. Otherwise they'd just be faded completely into obscurity by now. Right. Yeah. There is, there is a member that just came in in 2013 called Jordan fish. Yeah. That's it. That's his name. Keyboards, percussion, programming, backing vocals. Oh, I know who he is. So everything, everything. And he's the only one in the band that can sing. 
like all these like straight up can't sing. The, the thing is, there's this, there's this weird sort of trope that happens around 2010 where every live band you ever see, every fucker, there's like a break in one of the songs. Like maybe, I don't know if it, it's never like a big hit song. It's one of those in the middle, sort of middle of the album, but well-regarded songs. Every band does a breakdown where every member of the band has a tom. And they're just going like, dum, dum, bum, bum, and the drummer's still like, oh, for fuck's sake, guy, that's my bit. But everyone's got a tom and they're going at it. Every fucking band. And it's meant to be this big sort of spectacle. This mm. feels like the Bring Me the Horizon version of that. Bringing a guy on to just like bring that sort of weird, what is regarded as, well, what idiots would regard as eclectic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really see the appeal in the new, the new stuff is just, it's so sort of cringy. It's like if you if you thought the stuff they were writing when they were teenagers is cringy, this is like it's like they've regressed into toddlers now with they've the lyrics. Cring- they've cringed with age. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we've matured into our cringiness. <laughs> it's just, uh, I don't even want to talk. But on the, on the subject, actually, <laughs> I, I did have a I did have a sort of a question to broach to you, um, no. considering you know some of the controversy that has surrounded Ollie Sykes, because I, I saw them live in Sheffield when he was still wearing an ankle, uh, one of those fucking ankle braces. Mm. Um, and he had to be, there was, he had a curfew for nine o'clock. Um, Cause I think it was after he'd allegedly urinated on a fan, <laughs> on, on a female fan. I mean, I think that's why he had the ankle bracelet anyway. Um, it could have been for another reason. Uh, and I guess it's kind of a, a awkward segue because I was going to say, can you separate the art from the artist? But I wouldn't apply either of those words to bring me the horizon. <laughs> or <Ollie's side. laughs> well, I think I think when this is, it's you know, if if Vag Vikings can murder someone and people still go Berzo Moraes, I'll listen to them. Isn't old mayhem brilliant? Then yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, by the way, Shaq. give all the songs to throw a bottle of piss at someone. <laughs> This is why I quite like this dynamic because I'm kind of middle of the road. I, I like all kinds of metal, but I've, I, in terms of a lane I've picked, it's kind of difficult to decipher. I think I listened to like that battle metal CD from Metal Hammer, and I went down a path I never returned. What a yeah, CD yeah, yeah. that was! Dave occupied that area for all his entire life. Like started with church burnings and sort of like now he makes away. He sort of started with church burnings and sort of like progressed to metalcore he progressed to avenge sevenfold and that's kind of like his scope and you're like shav you're like on the other side of that like you've been always been into like the modern iterations of metal so i quite so what i'm trying to say is well well, i started with like saves the day and then got heavier so that's really like emo stuff all, all I'm trying to say is meet Dave and some church burning and um, some basically your introduction to all things black metal. Well, yeah, I mean, I know, I know of black metal. I know of black metal. I just don't listen to it. But you know, did you speaking of? Did you ever watch that Mayhem film with um, what's his name, Macaulay Culkin's brother? Um, I remember you telling me about it, but no, I didn't see. It. I can't. Remember what it's called. I, oh, is that until the light Texas? Is it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I have watched that. It's the, pretty good. The, the only black metal film I've watched, as we discussed the other week, I think, was a Legalized Murder. <laughs> yeah. Legalized Murder was a mockumentary in that weird sort of between time before um, streaming services were a thing, but after people had stopped bothering to buy DVDs. So it was online for like it was five early minutes. YouTube. It was yeah, early, yeah, early yeah. YouTube. Mm. Google's not bringing anything up on that. Well, legalized murder might take on different connotations these days. <laughs> but yeah. separating the art from the artist, yeah, you kind of like simply on the basis that you probably you probably won't under, you probably won't know certain things about an act until years later. Like I like Motley Crue, Vince Neil fucking drunkenly drove a, yeah. a car and killed killed Razzle from Hanoi Rocks. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm. It's like, like, do you like um, do you like do you like the Transformer films, like the new ones with Mark Wahlberg? That is an interesting well, question. Well, he, he blinds us a guy. Yes. He, he blinds us a guy, so can he you think of him now? Oh, I thought you were just going to say he likes those films, so how can you like his music? <laughs> um, yeah, well, when I think of you know, the question of can you separate the art from the artist, it's, it's quite a different world that I immediately sort of uh, jump into. That, you know, like Dave mentioned in Mayhem. Um, 
even though obviously I know the story may am, it's not like the, the first thing I'm thinking of all the controversy that surrounded like sort of scene, not scene bands, I guess in the early noughties and then a few metalcore bands more recently. Um, but it, it's sort of interesting to hear like how much of an issue that is in the metal scene or, you know, the, the more, yeah. or the death metal scene or whatever. Cause yeah. I don't know if that really extends to that because obviously like, um, the scandals surrounding metalcore bands sort of derive from the fact that these bands attract a lot of like a lot more young girls than, mm. you know, yeah. death metal or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. There has always been that sort of like, sort of like thing where it's like, you know, there's these lasses going back with metalcore singers in there. And it's kind of like, are you sure she's 16? And even if she's 16, you're 32. What the <laughs> fuck are you playing at? Yeah. Yeah. So it's just I don't know if the I don't know if like metal death metal has those issues so much um, because metal then the, the metalcore scene also attracts like you know predators and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's there's a band called um, Blood on the Dance Floor, which yes. I've never listened never listened. To. I don't know if you heard them. I have heard of them. Yes. Oh, they are they are so fucking. I mean, if you think like Black Veil Brand, uh, Black Veil Brides are. Yeah. Kind of cringe. I mean, they are like right up there. They're, yeah. they're fucking Black Veil Brides on crack. Oh, Jesus um, Christ, they are. I'm just looking at a picture of them now. Yeah. Uh, that guy, that lead singer, I mean, he, he really just invented the band to like be a sexual predator, basically, as far as I can tell. <laughs> there's there's videos, there's documentaries and stuff on, the guy? on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they are both. I don't, yeah, I can't, I couldn't tell you which one. <laughs> the shorter one. The shorter one. <laughs> um, but there's to, a few I bands. Have, I have to, as as sort of like the moderator of this discussion, what you mean is allegedly started the band for the sexual predator. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, well I was thinking about evidence. No, I was thinking about saying that, but I think he has been. I don't know if he's been convicted about anything. I was thinking about saying that, but then I thought, now nah, the evidence is too overwhelming to even include that word. <laughs> Hey, so continue. Um, so, I mean, so a lot of bands that I listen to, there's um, you probably know Brand New. Yeah. Who I haven't, I haven't listened to in a while because they really have, they've become like the fucking modern Beatles of like sort of, I don't know. I don't know even what they fall into anymore, but this, the fans are so like fucking pretentious about them now. I just, the fan base completely put me off them. Um, apparently the lead singer was, responsible for I don't allegedly, know. allegedly yeah allegedly well, apparently and allegedly I guess uh, a similar word I don't know getting getting underage girls to send in naked pictures things like that um, for another band called Front Porch Step well not a band it's a sort of solo artist singer did the same thing right um, we came as Romans there was a I mean I don't want to speak ill of the dead because he died of a few years, about a couple of years ago, but he was, mm-hmm. that was around the time he was, there was certain accusations were being thrown around about him. Uh, I don't know, sexually assaulting girls, allegedly at concerts. Is it, is it, I think, I, I don't know if this is directly your question, but is it a, is it a genre thing? Cause I think like it, there could be a thing where genres brand themselves with different crimes. Mm. Black metal is all that like murder and fucking arson. Yeah. <laughs> Classic rock and roll is drug abuse and violence. Yeah. Mm. There's something, maybe there's, but again, it's also timing. There's probably like sexual impropriety happening um, all the way through music history. Yeah. However, now is kind of the time where it's much more yeah. like um, the standards are being set a bit more and people are having a better conversation about um, sexual um like communication and, and, and conduct and things like that. And that's just like the last sort of five, 10 years. Yeah. Therefore, the music of the last five and 10 years is where the spotlight is. Yeah, I think, Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, I think mm. Shab's got a point though, that it's the metalcore thing and like, you know, emo and branching into metalcore, though it was like a 50-50 lad last split, wasn't it? Whereas with metal, it's like, what, 80% blokes sort of thing. So that mm. is more, it's more prevalent, especially when they're getting into that, you know, that teenage phase and it's not as, might be because it's not as well known so bands can get away with more whereas Busted, whose entire fan base is teenage girls, couldn't get away with something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, 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 there is, there is definitely a touchy subject. 
there there is a cult of like the like charismatic frontman a lot more as well in mm. a way I guess to scene bands uh, the charismatic like lead singer anyway mm. not necessarily charismatic in fact quite awkward but for some reason that you know becomes attractive to girls um, in this context doesn't usually but it does it as as I can attest to personally but um, mm. it does in the case of <laughs> scene bands. Mm. Mm. Uh, so I just I don't know if that's <laughs> Lots of else, I don't know if that's specific to scene metalcore. There's a I mean there's another I, I can't wait to talk about metal tat and now we're here on about this. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get yeah, it, yeah, that charismatic frontman thing and it's like, you know, can you know, and it, it is a position where people know that that's the audience, so they can just whip up whatever feeling they're wanting them, can't they? And then it's slippery fucking mm. slope, isn't it? Have you ever heard of uh, Johnny Craig? No. Uh, well, do you know G- Dance Gavin Dance? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know Emma Rosa? <laughs> no. um, he he he's like his voice is like God's gift to the world, basically, in my opinion. Mm. But he has done some dodgy shit, like some stars. I mean, it's, it's well known amongst that fan base. Um, basically, yeah, allegedly, he's been, allegedly. allegedly. Uh, Allegedly, well, okay, allegedly he's been addicted to heroin for the past, like, 15 years. Um, and allegedly he... <laughs> I mean, I don't even know how this word falls. Title of the podcast, title of the podcast, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly he put, like, a load of MacBooks up for sale on his Twitter and uh, got, you know, like $500 at a time from a load of fans and then never sent them, Allegedly. Uh, so he made a few thousand dollars just by... He didn't send them allegedly. <laughs> pretending, pretending, allegedly, to send MacBooks to fans. So Nothing now you've, you've thrown just... the theory all out the window. And about how there's certain branding. Oh, well, I don't, I don't know if fraud has been taken yet by any particular genre. That's usually our rap in it. They're all tax avoidant. <laughs> They're all allegedly, allegedly. tax avoidant. <laughs> well, he's had all sorts of accusations thrown at him. Um, he went out with a famous YouTuber and uh, allegedly got her addicted to heroin. And okay. she, she did, she'd done a few videos on that. Um, he said he's done all sorts, allegedly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been, he's been in, I mean, you should see his like music career. He's like been fired out of so many bands for uh, just like getting a, play, getting, a, getting a plane home because <laughs> he wanted to do some heroin. And the band's just been like waiting in the airport for him. Just like, where are you? Doing heroin in California? <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Um, do we want some do we want a bit more news? <laughs> are there any segues you can you can possibly throw in from that? Um no. No, is anyone selling a ledge? God knows. You're about to move um, into about to move into metal tat. I have I have no metal tat, but oh, thank fuck! I'm yeah, sick of metal tat. No, we have a metal tat for ages. Um, do, do we want do we want more news or do we want weird bands that I have discovered? I want more news first. Let's get that out of the way first. All right. Um, so the singer of Entombed, Lars Goran Petrov, died. The other day. Yeah, that's been yeah. a while coming, hasn't it? I think he was diagnosed last year, wasn't he? Yeah, last year with a bile duct cancer. Yeah. Mm. So it was announced terminal last year, and yeah, finally got him. Yeah, I was I was like, I jumped on a Wolverine Blues with Entombed. That was my mm. album. I think a lot of other people were like, nah, it's all about left-hand path. Mm. They're like, ah, oh, nah, I'm more into the Wolverine Blues side of stuff. Yeah, Wolverine Blues is one I've got into them with, and the song Support and One of Math, and that was good. I think I saw a Bloodstock like in 2009. Was it there? Was it absolute present? I don't know. I can't remember, man. It's all melding into one now. Yep. Allegedly. Right. <clears throat> yeah, go on then. Give us. Give us some weird bands and I'm looking I'm looking at my upcoming albums page on Metal Archives as well so I can try and run some good names past you afterwards okay there's a band and I'm gonna 
No. Nah, I'll start from I'll start from the good one, right? There was a band called Asphix, who I just listened to the song because the song was called Knights Templar Stand. And it's like, how can I not listen to that song? <laughs> and listen to it, the vocals started and I'm like, wait a minute, I know this guy. And it turns out have I banged on about Hail of Bullets before? Mm, not for a while. Uh, they're a death metal supergroup that sing about World War Two. so why would I not like them? Yeah. Uh, so it turns out the vocalist of Asphyx is the singer in Hail of Bullets, but Asphyx is like his actual band, and I've mm-hmm. never heard of them, only heard of singing them, so it was a big shock, where it's like, yeah, it's like heavy battle metal, so that, that was good. That is good. Uh, listen to, uh, there's a band called Pounder, and you remember that um, Blaze Bailey side project that I absolutely trashed? Uh, a couple Blaise- weeks ago. Oh, no, not Blizz, but not Blizz Bailey, sorry, Biff Byford, the other BB. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where it yeah. was just childish rhymes and all the rest of it. Pounder, the band that that band should have been. Right, okay. Is it just childish rhyming, but good? No, it's it's kind of like it's kind of like eighties metal, but done last eighties sort of like rock metal done last week. That's really good. Mm. All right, so they were good. Um, there was the band Command that I mentioned a couple of weeks back as well. Who had a song called Gulag Orphanage. The song Gulag Orphanage by Command is ace. <laughs> this, this sounds like it's been put in a fucking metal song generator. <laughs> yeah, it's all metal. Yeah, Jim said, yeah, that's pretty, yeah, yeah, that's it. So that was good. Um, Band called Vermacht, who um, I looked at their album cover and it was a load of cartoon drunk guys hanging out with a tank. So I'm like, I've got to listen to this. They have a lovely little song called You Broke My Heart, So I Broke Your Face. Very good. Very good. And then in atmospheric black metal news, this, this band was really good, I'd say. Yeah, it's kind of like melodic, atmospheric, accessible black metal. Uh, the only problem is the Finnish, so I can't pronounce anything properly because there's too many U's in it. So I'm going to have a go at the band. They're called Havukrunu, and the song is called Uinos Siomen Sota. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So did you say they're from? Uh, Finland. Ah. So they've just got U's everywhere in the name. Hmm. But they were good because there's like some like weird singing in it and stuff and yeah, yeah I'm definitely going to go back and have a good good listen to them so yeah that was a that's Dave's a new new music thing I'm, any, any chance there's just some new new music I'm trying to get around to listening to your Trollfest I don't know what they're, they're about Trollfest are fun <gasps> shit that was new music as well Sabaton oh tell me everything about Sa- alright um, mm. introduce Shab to Sabaton I don't know if he's heard him uh, Sabaton or a history lesson done by your most fun history teacher it's, it's Tony Robinson and Mike it's Tony Robinson and Mike Ashton in a metal band yeah pretty much with with synthesizers but not too cheesy synthesizers it works it works yeah, I'm, just, I'm just looking at pictures of them they're all wearing like um, bulletproof, bulletproof vests <laughs> yeah that's Sabaton yeah yeah camel pants and Yogi yeah. Broden's Mohawk which is, has got a bald spot on it now so he needs to sort that out <laughs> But anyway, that's another rant for another time. Uh, yeah, the new song. So it's oh god, what's it even called? I, I want to get the Swedish right on this. It leaves leaves Garter. Leave, leave, uh, god, what's it called? So prepared for this. So prepared. They're from Fallon, which is where my mate lives. I might be going there. Leave, I won't be visiting. Livgardet, that's it, right. So it's it's a song all in Swedish, so they're doing like they did on um, the Carolus Rex album, which was all about uh, Swedish royal air. I think this is from the same period. But uh, the problem with this song is, most Sabaton songs, you can have them work as a, as a song, like whatever, like drop it as a single and it's ace, whereas this one doesn't. And it's and it's weird. It's weirding me out that it's not this sort of like fist pumping catchy anthem which most Sabaton songs are. So what my hope is, because it seemed very sort of like musically, is this album's going to be like a concept album, and the song works when it's dropped into its place in the album, but it doesn't work outside of the album. What's that about the song? Um, I think, by my limited knowledge of Swedish, I'm going to guess it's about the Royal Guard, seeing as though that's where it's. Oh, it says in English the Royal Guards, yeah, so it's Leave Leave Garter. Right, Leave Garter, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's about whichever king of Sweden it is. I don't know which. So, yeah, it's called the Royal Guard. So I've heard it in Swedish. I don't know if they're calling it the Royal Guard, that they're going to release it in English as well, like they did with um, Corollas Rex. To put this into full context for Shab, I'm going to send him that <laughs> video of um, Sam Topman um, writing, and traveling, <laughs> writing, writing a Sabaton song in 10 minutes. Yeah, do that. <laughs> <laughs> what's coming out soon there's a new i8 god coming out there's new um cannibal corpse coming out there's mm. new eval coming out over the next month there's quite a lot of good like, mm. I, like i'll just do you a quick <laughs> i went down the rabbit hole and started looking at um, arno core on metal archives but yes let's, let's mend my heart and not not watch that anymore okay so there's one band called snail mageddon <laughs> are they like um oh god what's that slug one uh, it's just a right okay so the the picture is just a guy a guy in a forest with a keytar yeah. holding a rat in one hand and there's like a little like a like a stone snail yeah <laughs> in, yeah um okay so the new new album is called, okay so snail mckenna is from sweden epic black metal from 2018 mm. um full-length album this year swan song for a snail um, the front cover of this album does not have a snail on it oh it does it's on the back of a pegasus okay <laughs> 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 let's just let's see what else is in here I think it's a one it's a one man project as most things are there's Thunder Horse Doom Metal which is uh, San Antonio Texas oh, I thought this would be more fun than it is um, and then my uh, uh, Another one called Pleasure of Mutilate. Uh, brutal Death Metal, Cosmic Horror, Time Travel, Aliens, Dimensions, HP Lovecraft. Yeah, this isn't funny. <laughs> <clears throat> the last one is Traumatic Insemination. Who um, have got their first EP out in the next couple of days. <laughs> and the, uh, member, there's two members. One is uh, Tim fucking Carey. Who plays all instruments and Anthony Preacher Val- Valeriani on vocals? See, there's they've been in anything else. No, they're all just they've both just been in traumatic insemination. <laughs> what a name! Ah, <laughs> oh, that's a right cover as well. <laughs> I'll send it to you all on, on the um, the WhatsApps. Yes, please. Yeah, I, I'm not googling that name. Yeah, that's a cover and a half. That is a cover and a half. That's a cover and a half. <laughs> So yeah, those are just some those are just some I've been toddling around with. But really, I've not been listening to anything of substance mm. that's new. I'm trying to pick another band for cryptic offerings. It's looking like a dream troll, but yeah. I might I might do I might just literally do the lucky dip on Metal Archive, see what's coming out soon, and literally do it like that. Yeah, I need to listen to um, <clears throat> I need to listen to uh, Justin's choice on that because of. I've listened to, I've seen, I've seen Johnny's. I've, I've lived in Birmingham for seven years. I've seen Johnny's choice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, for Shab's context, we we did a, a thing, or we're doing a thing with Uber Rock, who are like an actual legit press outfit, where we basically bring unknown bands and try and sell them to each other effectively. Mm. That's what we're talking about. Mm. Yeah, well, they don't they don't sound like my kind of bands, to be to be fair. Uh, <laughs> not Swan Song for a Snail. Not Swan Song for a Snail. Not full, go check out Full On Hawks. That's what you need. <clears throat> we're like Sabaton Light <laughs> because the not as popular. <laughs> uh, oh no, there's a load that? of snails. There's a fucking shit ton of snails in this cover. They're just on the floor. <laughs> How did you miss that? Uh, it's pretty subtle. Did you uh, did you listen to Make Them Suffer? No, I've listened to Fuck All, man. The um, I'm not a bad friend. I just <laughs> I don't have time. For, well, I didn't I didn't suggest them to fair because I didn't think you would like them. But you said you wanted to listen to. For context, it's it's the band work who the keyboardist appeared on um, Australia's what was oh, it, Married, right. at, Married at First Sight or whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah. What well, the line? Um, um, oh, I mean, the, the lyrics are kind of cringy, but they're kind of interesting because they've obviously they've got like a female female keyboardist slash singer as well as a screamer, so um, they're kind of interesting, but. Yeah, I, the lyrics are definitely going to make you cringe at times. So, um, right. But uh, the song uh, "That's Just Life," the riff in that is just nasty as hell, yeah. especially the ending riff. That's it's so good. 
I just listened to the album for that. I mean, that got that got a num- number one on like top ten metalcore albums of twenty twenty mm. on a lot of lists I saw that, that album, which is why I checked them out really, rather than having casually been watching, you know, Married at First Sight. You know, Lies. Oh, Lies. <laughs> uh, so I've been listening to them. I thought you might have given a listen. Been listening to um, a band called Kingdom of Giants. Um, but that's that's kind of who I was referencing when I said, like, listening to metalcore albums all the way through is a bit of a like stamina test uh, mm-hmm. because that is like eleven songs of just straight old metalcore with like no like creativity in it whatsoever. But it's still like it's still good. It's just there's no like variety in it. Yeah. Um, uh, I think like the problem has been like I'm trying to find a I'm trying to find another lane to stick into. You know what I mean? Like I like all these things that we talk about, like snail metal and metalcore and stuff like that. But I need someone to be obsessed with, and I haven't been obsessed with anything for a long time. I just can't seem to get nothing can get my hooks in at the minute. Hmm. What was the last band you were obsessed with? Moron, please. <laughs> Still not listen to them, actually. Oh, dude, right. So I've got it I've got it down, right, in terms of... I listened to some, some of their earlier stuff. Their earlier stuff sounds like proper Faith No More, but a little bit heavier. Mm. And now it sounds like Coke to Pelton John with Faith No More back, as a backing band. That's mm-hmm. what the new album sounds like. It's like, honest to God, right, I'm not messing around... The Moron Police's album called The Boat on the Sea from 2019 is probably the best album of that year, period. Wow. Oh, 2019 was a good year for music, man. That's, uh, that's some accusations there. It's got everything. It's got all the pop sensibilities of like, it's got the big hooks, but it's all kind of weird, experimental, and it's just silly. It's it's perfect. So it's a, it's a sort of comedy, lighthearted music or what? Looking it's at less the, comedy how- and it's more, it's more eclectic for the sake of the music. You know how like Mike Patton, he doesn't, he doesn't like sing about things. He mm. just uses his voice as an instrument. It's a similar kind of principle, not, not like a carbon copy, but it's like the songs mostly make sense. But there's other ones where it's just like weird time signatures for no reason other than to serve the song. Hmm. It seems like, to be very well regarded. Yeah, but no one's really ever heard of them. <laughs> Well, I mean, there's some popular music reviews on YouTube that seem to be talking about them. Yeah, it's tape traded or cryptic offerings. Sorry, I can't because that that they, I think their top song is like four hundred thousand streams. Oh, which, they actually exist. All oh, right. Okay. So they do they they do exist and they are now known in circles, but they're not oh. like for me. For me though, it's, it's baffling to me that they're not like the biggest band in the world. That's like, <laughs> and without being weird or ironic about it, it is just fucking brilliant. But that's just me. Mm. Mm. I recommend everyone listen to Moron Please, A Boat on the Sea. <laughs> I have just actually a... put one of their songs on my listen to list. So Which one? Um, the Dog Song. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a fun one. Oh, you okay. want to listen to the album all the way through. Just like it's the way it flows is just kind of really accessible and good. <clears throat> and it's, it's on the running playlist. Unless they've got a really cool, unless they've got songs with really cool names, they only have one song to impress me. All right, okay, well, go an album back and add, add to your list, Steve Jobs Dead But I'm Not. All right, okay. I'm, I'm doing this because it's you, Jimmy. If it was anybody else, I'd tell them to fuck off, but just because it's you. So Defenders of the Small Yard, yeah, all right, Steve Jobs Dead But I'm Not. If it, if it makes me run slower, I'm, I'm going to hurt you. That one won't. <laughs> I'd say like the whole new album's quite a good running pace. Yeah? Even the softer songs. All right, cool. Yeah. So, Right, we're gonna should we should we wind this up then? Seems that we've ground to a halt talking about running playlists and more on police. <laughs> I have no feature or anything like that. I was gonna yeah. say we should come in with one, but I'm not I'm not, not too fussed. I think, I think we had the feature, which was the discussion of a child abuse and metal concert. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was at an odd time though. <laughs> what we should do is we should commit here to the next time doing the, the George Lazenby's of metal. George Lazenby, yeah, next next time we do a podcast, George Lazenby's of metal. Yeah. And it shouldn't be regarded. It shouldn't be just like one album or one record. Like no. for me, for me, Tony Martin in Black Sabbath is a George Lazenby of metal. Yeah. Even though he, had, he did like three albums with Black Sabbath, but no one yeah. knows who he is. But no one knows who he is. And no, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll we'll have an investigator of that. Then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
I'm not sure how much I'm going to be able to contribute to that, but uh, sure, I'll listen. That's fine. Yeah, you can you can just sit at the side if you want. Yeah. Tell yeah, us right. more crimes that you're seen as uh, <laughs> inflicted <laughs> upon the world. Yeah, I'll just investigate more crimes in music. Yep. <laughs> music crimes with Shad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to sign us out then, Dave? Holy shit. Uh, yeah, we are on everything as Temple of Blair. <laughs> <laughs> um, we are going to be putting together another cryptic offering, so if you want Weirals and the lads from Uberock chatting about um, music and trying to put forward reasonable arguments as to why our band's the best, or maybe not because we decided that being elitist was, was wrong, so there we go. Um, yeah, you can do that. Um, Jim's on everything as Robert Jett. I'm on nothing as nothing. <laughs> and Chad, do you, want, do you want to promote yourself or something you're doing? Uh, I am on. I'm working on a solo album. But I don't know to, to what extent that's going to be uh, right, so released, we... but we'll see. I'm on youtube.com slash the final cut. So. Um, okay, cool. But that doesn't really represent my solo music. <laughs> <laughs> is this, this is what's happened though Shav you did the Apple Knockers Flophouse cover and now you have to redeem yourself by releasing a solo album yeah well basically I'm waiting I'm fucking waiting on you mate What's, I know uh, you are mate been about five weeks in the in the making yeah One I know song. I know I know it's a work in progress alright well I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've put you I've called you out in public now so I still eat 20 quid as well uh, what for pizza <laughs> yeah well if we, if you if you uh if if i you know approve of the mixing job you do then uh, we'll call it even okay yeah. sure if it, if, it ever, if it ever fucking happens like i'll find time i've now i'm getting my head above water and i've actually had to sit down and dedicate like one or two nights a week where i'm not doing editing and i'm about to dunk it right back down Ah, I'd rather be doing music sometimes. Oh, music was going to be the next thing anyway, as soon as you were going to run is dead. Which will never be, maybe. But it'll go on forever and ever and ever. But, um, right, anyway. Is it good there? It's good black. Good black. It's black for now. Come on, man.